Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo, Chapter 17 Day began to break. I was in the marketplace waking the soldiers, who were lying on their cloaks and mingled pell-mell with the red and yellow dragoons, fugitives from the country, cattle, bleating and lowing, and baggage of every description brought into the city by planters. I began to pick out my men from this disorder when I saw a yellow dragoon covered with dust and perspiration ride up at full speed. I hastened to meet him, and from the few broken words which he uttered, I learned with consternation that my fears were realized, that the insurrection had spread to Acule, and that the Negroes were besieging Fort Gallifay, where the militia and the planters had taken refuge. I must tell you that this fort was by no means a strong one, for in Santo Domingo they called any earthwork a fort. There was not a moment to lose. I mounted as many of my soldiers as I could procure horses for, and guided by the dragoon, I reached my uncle's plantation about ten o'clock. I cast a glance at the enormous estate, which was nothing but a sea of flame, over which hovered huge clouds of smoke, through which every now and then the wind bore trunks of trees covered with sparks. A terrible rustling mingled with the crackling, and the murmurs seemed to reply to the distant yells of the Negroes, which we already heard, without yet seeing them. I only had one thought, and the destruction of all this wealth which was destined for me did not distress me. It was the safety of Marie. Marie safe. What mattered anything else? I knew that she had taken refuge in the fort, and I prayed to God that I might arrive in time. This hope alone sustained me in my anxiety, and gave me the strength and courage of a lion. At length a turn in the road permitted us to see Fort Gallifay. The tricolor yet floated on its walls, and a well-sustained fire outlined the contour of its walls. I uttered a shout of joy. "'Gallop! Spur on! Loosen the bridles!' cried I to my comrades, and redoubling our pace, we dashed across the fields in the direction of the fort, from which one could see my uncle's house, doors and windows broken in, but still standing, and red from the conflagration which had not reached it, because the wind blew from the sea, and because it was isolated from the plantation. A crowd of negroes, ambuscaded in this house, showed themselves at this moment at all the windows and on the roof, and the torches, the pikes, the axes, sparkled in the midst of the brisk fire of musketry which was kept up on the fort, whilst another crowd of their comrades mounted, fell, mounted again, without ceasing the besieged walls, which they had charged with shells. The black men, always returning repulsed, and always springing up again on the gray walls, looked like a swarm of ants endeavoring to scale the shell of a tortoise, and shaken off by each movement of the sluggish reptile. We reached at last the outer works of the fort. With eyes fixed upon the banner which still floated above it, I encouraged my soldiers, in the name of their families, shut like mine within these walls that we were going to assist. A general cheer was the reply, and forming a column, I was preparing to give the order to charge on the besieging troops. At this moment, a loud yell arose from the enclosure of the fort, and a cloud of smoke enveloped the building, rolling several times over the walls, where it escaped like the roar of a furnace, and as it cleared away, 
we saw a red flag floating over Fort Gallifrey. All was over.